Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Rob. Stay with us as we talk about church, theology, culture, and everything in between. So, hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Rob. Welcome. This is us engaging the culture. Yeah. In full 720 or 320, depending on your internet speed. So <laughs> engaging your culture. This I'm really excited for this. I mean, I've, I've been excited for all of them, but I'm excited for this one. And by excited, I don't know if that's the right word for it. But um, So we've talked about, in case you're just watching this episode, the first episode of this month, we talked about you know family worship time, setting that up, what that looks like. Last week was about living that out in front of your kids because you're going to be an example one way or another. And today, I think, is one of the things that I'm super interested in. I know I get a lot of direct messages about it. I'm sure, I mean, I know we've talked about it, but like clearly as Christians, regardless of where you live, you're living in a culture that in many ways is opposed to your views, um, biblical views and trying to engage that with your kids, uh, especially depending on what they have engagement with as well between their friends or the shows or the, Mm -hmm. all of the things. I mean, honestly, just going to the grocery store. (laughs) In some regards, it, yeah. it, you are literally engaging the culture and having to teach them with that, uh, which I, I want to make clear, like that's not necessarily new. Like I remember my parents doing that with me as a kid, but like I think for parents now, and maybe this is just me being in a position I'm in now as far as a parent, but it seems to me as if the whole thing is ramped up like a bazillion degrees from where it was before. And maybe that's not, maybe I'm just seeing that through my eyes now as a parent, but definitely, oh, it's everywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it it was definitely as widespread back then, but back in the day, I I think like it was probably not as blatantly, obviously in every way against the Christian worldview. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it wasn't like they still called girls girls and stuff. You know, that's true. A problem my parents never had to probably deal with. I don't remember them having to deal with specifically yeah. at least where we live so there's a lot of ways i guess we can probably go about this um one of the things that i mean just when we were when you had sent this because we were trying i mean again you all know if you've been longtime listeners i mean we're we plan these out years in advance um so like yesterday i can't we wait until 2024 <laughs> it's got really be good stuff coming in. So good. yeah we'll figure out what that is the day before we record it um so <laughs> So, um, when you sent this one, I was like, oh, this is really, this is great because I mean, I just got, but at the time of recording this, I literally got back from vacation last week, uh, and we took the kids, um, to Disney. And I mean, one of the things that I wasn't incredibly prepared for, I guess, just because I live in a bubble of work and family and sleep. Um, so outside of that bubble, not a lot happens. Um, but just the, the, the two things I saw specifically that are just in the culture now that I already knew were there, but were just blatantly obvious were um, gender and sexuality, like just plastered everywhere. And I mean, and if you've watched any videos on my channel, um, I mean, you know, I've dealt with it before. I've read a lot of books about it before. I've talked about it before. But really communicating that to your kids is a whole nother thing, especially when they're so inundated by it. Um, and my kids are, have such an age range that like now you got to deal with that 
using different language depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that right there is this whole thing. And it's not something I want to be very clear. Like I'm not a, an escapist in regards to like, even though like my, my, my internal me wants to be an escapist and be like, run out to the country and just grow your own crops and just ignore everyone else. Um, I don't think that's incredibly productive. I do think Christians should be engaging the culture and changing it. Um, but I think that's, you've got to have, I don't know if you would agree with this or not. I, maybe you will, but I think as a parent, you almost have to be a minor, <clears throat> excuse me, a minor subject matter expert on some of these things in order to speak to them because the people that are, that are teaching them these things um, through television shows and through online venues and through every, every degree, like they are subject matter experts on this. And yep. if we're going to combat it and combat, it's a strong word. And I use that intentionally because you are fighting against it. Um, you're going to have to know a little bit about it. Um, so, and I, I'll mention, I'm sure as we get into this conversation, I'll mention a couple of books, but you're going to need to know the opposing view so you can explain it because it's going to come up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, in fact, one of the, um, one of the, uh, blogs that I plan on sending your way uh, at some point here is going to be all about like as, as a not not in a um, not in a family um, atmosphere necessarily but but as a pastor um, in engaging or not engaging but knowing uh, how much how much news and world stuff do I take in um, what's healthy, what should I do there? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that this, it really applies to this as well. Right. Like, um, I'm, I'm not expected, I, of course, I'm not going to take, you know, time out of my life and go earn a degree from union theological seminary to get the, yeah the LGBTQ, uh, expertise on, you know, uh, how how they're trying to infiltrate the church and blah 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 right mm -hmm. um, i'm so but where's that line right like uh, yeah. but, and and i don't know that there's a really solid answer for that other than i need to know um uh, with with the subject matter today in mind i need to know what my kids are going to be bombarded with yeah um and I needed to know how they're going to be bombarded with it. And I need to head it off at the pass, mm -hmm. right? Like one of, one of the advantages that we have um, is that we're homeschoolers, right? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not going to get on a soapbox and say, that's how you should do it. Um, because several Christian schools are really, really good. And, and if you're an active engaged parent public school is fine right mm -hmm. but you also do have to know that that um going to a public school or a christian school by default doesn't necessarily mean that your children are going to be taught accurately the scriptures and or to look at the world through mm -hmm. lenses of the scriptures right yeah, yeah. um and so no matter what happens at the end of the day on judgment day, you are the one that's going to be 
questioned about the raising of your children, right? And so if you can, <clears throat> so for us, I'll just say for us for, in homeschool, I, I fully intend <clears throat> to, um, our, our goal is to um, make college accessible for our boys. We want to prepare them in such a way that they can do that if they so choose. I'm not at all going to be the person who pressures them into that because frankly, it's kind of becoming more of a joke every day. But, um, <clears throat> but, but at, at the same time, right? Like I realize that part of this whole deconstruction problem that you see in America today happens <clears throat> in grief because um, I should be wearing a mask. Um, <laughs> part of this whole deconstruction problem that you see happening today is because um, we, we train children typically, well, because the Bible says that, mm -hmm. and that's what God wants. And then they go to a, a college professor who is smarter than your parents, mm -hmm. you know, who knows some of the facts who knows what your parents taught you and that they, that how they taught you to is just like a, a cloud you're standing on and not like anything that's based in anything. And, and so it's pretty easy for them to dismantle you yeah, and say, Oh, well, what about this? Right. Oh, okay. Well, what about manuscript this and that? Right. Okay. Well now it's, now I'm not a Christian anymore, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, I think, it's it's if that happens so easily when when my kids are in college part of that is my fault mm -hmm. and um and i'm going to have to uh with a broken heart um face that right and try to do better but so i say all that to say that when when um my kids, because they're homeschooled, I have nearly absolute control mm -hmm. of what engages them right now and how they're engaged by it and how often and how I can engage them first, right? Um, but there's going to come a time when that's not the case. And I need to make sure they're ready to get punched in the face with whatever yeah. blows mm -hmm. they're going to get, right? Um, and, and I think that just as an example, a brief example, I think that the, um, one of the main problems that, um, that exists today in the Christian world is, um, one, a lack of knowledge of scripture. Okay. We say, we believe it. We know some of the truths and some of the stories from the felt thing in Sunday school, but we don't actually know the scriptures. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and two, um, the, the idea that scripture is the word of God. And, and why do I believe that? Not just mm -hmm. because I choose to, right? Yeah. Because there's ample evidence, right? And so, uh, and I think those two things alone, right? You go into, that's where every, I say this um, in Sunday school all the time uh, when I'm teaching or, or anything, a any big theological book you have, right? The Grudem Systematic Theology, right? What does it begin with? 
the word of God, mm -hmm. the right? And all, the, always, they always begin with um, the revelate self-revelation, the, the word of God, the Bible, right? Because if that's not true, then nothing else is, then who cares? Like yeah. watch football, right? Yeah, Don't come. Like yeah. This is utterly pointless for you to be here every week. Mm -hmm. If that's true. So, um, and, and the academic world has, I mean, they know this, <laughs> they know everything we believe is because we believe this is the word of God. Right. So, yeah. um, if you can tear that down, you've already right. got the first block. You, so. you, you've got it. Yeah. So um, for me, that's one of the main areas of focus. Yeah. Right. Um, because I know that they're going to be bombarded with that. I need, I'm, I'm going to train the, the boys. Now, again, this will be part of our homeschool, but this, this is just parental responsibility at some level, right? Mm -hmm. For a Christian parent, this is just something you should do that, that they need to know, um, what arguments that their professors have yeah well just give them a bart Ernum, a bart Ernum book and have them write a dissertation about you know, right. <laughs> what, what he says yeah. yeah and and um you know and i i fully intend when they get a little bit older like in high school age they're going to take some some actual homeschool classes that we're gonna mm -hmm. i'm gonna formulate for this yeah. kind of stuff um i i I want them to be the kid that makes the professor go, okay, moving on. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> right? yeah. Well, and I think your example is really good about the whole, it just coming out of nowhere and punching somebody in the face um, for two reasons. One, a lot of people that I've talked to that have deconstructed, that's sort of the analogy they use that it just flooded all this information flooded on them and they yeah. had no answer for it. And when you're drowning, like you'll just grab onto whatever's closest. And two, I use this analogy all the time in regards to like, I think the church should be like this sparring ring. The idea is that you throw these questions out and you do wrestle over them in, a, in an environment where there are punches thrown, but they're safe punches. Um, you're, you're learning, you know, you're learning that, okay, well, they're going to throw it from the right and this is how you block it. They're going to come at you from the left and this is, you know, how you defend against that. I mean, basic apologetics is what we're talking about. Yeah. Because when you do get out, like, here's the idea. You, you, I, I think as adults, we recognize this, but then we just forget that our kids, like, you're, you're literally throwing your kids into a boxing ring. So are, are they prepared? <laughs> or yeah, they're just right. like, have you, you know, had pillow fights with them and you're throwing them in there with Mike Tyson and good mm -hmm. luck. Like, he's going to bite their ear off. So just like, pray. <laughs> just, just pray. But, so that's the idea. Like, I mean, it should be, the home, I mean, again, everything we've built up to this point, as far as family worship and living it as an example, like all of that should be a sparring opportunity to throw those questions out. Um, and I, I mean, this is something too that I've, I've tried to instill, especially in, in Haley since she's older, but this idea of, well, I believe this. Well, why do you believe that then? Like, I want to know, why do you believe that? Because it can't just be because so-and-so says so, or because you guys said so, or like, I need to know why, like, like what's it built on then? Um, in regards to anything, things that I agree with her on or things that I disagree with her on, because here's something too, I think I need to throw out as to parents and maybe you realize this, maybe you don't. Your kids at any, I mean, I mean, obviously they're going to have to be older, 10, 11, I'd say maybe as young as nine. They have ideas on sexuality and gender and abortion, and family, and, and how things work in the world, even if we don't think they do, right? So there was somebody I was talking, um, one of Haley's friends the other day, 
I mean, and again, Haley's only 14. And this was a couple of years ago. So we're talking 12, 11 that had already formulated an idea on abortion. And again, I mean, going back to last week's episode, a lot of that was informed by their parent. But regardless, the kid already had an opinion on it at 11. If you don't think that that is going to drive certain life decisions in that child, you're ignorant because that is going to definitely drive life decisions on that child. And that's just one issue. So as parents, specifically as Christian parents, engaging with the culture in, again, like you said, like you have to have biblical knowledge on how, because I mean, just going with the, the sexuality thing, just to, for giggles, you can say that's wrong. Like, right. So we could be at Disney like we were last week. And I can say, Hey, this whole display of LGBTQ, these, these people are, they're, they're, they're far from God. This is an example of depravity and that's great. But if I can't explain to them, like why I believe that in a biblical sense about sin and salvation and repentance and redemption and sanctification, that's just, I mean, your classical straw man bigot of like, Oh, those are evil people. Okay, great. Explain. Right. Them. It, like, it can't so, be because they're different. Exactly. Right. So, and that goes for any issue. If you're a parent and you're saying abortion is wrong, you're going to need to explain to your kids like where you stand on that. You can't just say, this is where I stand on it. Um, Because like you said, there is going to be an equal voice, maybe louder and maybe presenting with, they look more intelligent or they've got more degrees Mm -hmm. that, that say, well, your parent, Oh, that's really cute. Jimmy, your parents are dumb though. Like they're not as smart as me and I've taken biology and and a fetus. That's not a person. That's a parasite. And it's one of those things where again, because of the internet and because of how wide range, I mean, we did, we simply did not have this when we were growing up, the accessibility to all of these voices that kids now have. If you don't think they already are formulating this via television shows, cartoons, their friends, they are. They've got an opinion on it. Um, and the idea is now, like, are, are we, like you said, are we heading it off at the pass or now we're behind the eight ball and trying to catch up? And regardless of where you are, it's not hopeless, but you need to at least be, you know, on the ball about it. So mm-hmm. I think there's, two, there, I, I mentioned at the beginning, there's two, just because of the spear of topics that I interact with often sexuality and gender are at the forefront of that. And so like Christopher Young's book on, oh, I forget what it's called now. Um, I'll have to look it up, but ja- uh, Jackie Hill Perry has one uh, gay girl. Good God. That's a really good one. Um, Christopher Young, he, holy sexuality and holy God. sexuality. Yeah. That one. Um, both of those books I would recommend to parents regardless I mean, just because your, your child, I guarantee you, has a friend that is struggling with their sexuality or gender. They definitely do. I mean, they definitely do. Okay. Side note, side note, just, just real quick. Do you, do you think that, um, I have an opinion on this, but I'm interested in yours because you're in this world a lot more than me. Do you think that some of that being so prevalent now is because it's an option now? Yeah. Like because it's something that's out there. And so now they're thinking about it. When yes. like maybe a so, generation ago, it wasn't even a thought. Yes, it, for sure. And so a lot of this, again, this goes back to, this is what I've seen. And this is why, I mean, again, I'm no expert. I'm just observing. Yeah. But um, it's very, it's so prevalent in the, the, the television shows specifically directed at six to 11 year olds. 
that by the time they get to 11, it's not a thought in their head that it's not an option because they've been presented with characters. And again, these aren't educational shows. These are just entertainment shows. Yeah. And they've been presented with characters that they've deeply connected with as children. I mean, I mean like it's our boy meets world, Tom and Jerry sort of situations. Right. I mean, if boy meets world was now, there would definitely be a bi or trans character in the show. It just, that's the reality of it. And so by the time they get to that age, they've been presented with characters that are non-binary or that lean a certain way. And so it's not an, because again, because culture is more prevalently moving away from any form of Christian Christianity, not that it was ever there to begin with, but it's yeah. definitely, you know, further away. Um, more often than not, you're already behind the eight ball because you've given them an iPad or access to the television and said, entertain yourself while I go do something. And even with the best of intentions, you now find out later that that was a, that was a terrible idea. (laughs) That was just an absolute terrible idea because you were operating. And I, I, I'll just speak for myself. When you do that, I think you're operating with this idea that, Oh, culture was the same when I was growing up. So these cartoons aren't, can't be that bad for them. I mean, Tom and Jerry, a little violent, you know, not whatever. I mean, I'm not out there dropping anvils on people. So how much can they really pick up? But then you, you get to the point to where, you know, you're watching a show like Gumball, for example, on Nickelodeon that has characters that like, there, there's a whole montage. I made a video of it. There's a whole montage where this little robot is singing, love is love, it doesn't matter. With yeah. the implications of, you know, it being simple enough that you're like, well, maybe my four-year-old's not picking up on that. Okay, maybe it's not implicit, but there is a seed planted there, whether you want to admit it or not, that then is grown and watered by supplemental episodes that work that out, or that is encouraged by other shows they're watching that are blatant about it. Mm-hmm. So by the, time, by the time you get to it, you have a generation now, and again, just observation that I'm making, about a number of things, not just sexu- sexuality and gender, but a whole host of issues, that you have it to where now, culture's already won the argument because it was sold to it was sold to the kids yeah via entertainment so it it wasn't even an educate like you know here's that's what i think is funny about people that are like crts in elementary school okay that's fine if it's a problem it's a problem but you've already given your kids nickelodeon and cartoon network and you were zero concerned about that and that taught them way worse things than your public school taught so like you're picking a weird hill to die on here when you were the one that initially gave them the horrible stuff. And now you're complaining that your school's teaching them this. Um, So it's one of those things where I think we have to do it graciously, right? To where we sit down and we're like, all right, well this from the Bible where this is wrong. And this is where I think your point is really important that you made earlier, that if somebody can chip away at that stone, like you're even farther behind the eight ball now because now you know you have somebody over here going well it's not really the word of god or it's not inerrant and it's not you know authoritative and mm-hmm. if that's the thing that you're basing everything on and they're saying that then you're just out here looking like a moron and you're, and, you're creating a room for progressive christianity or yeah. or 
deconstruction or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think as parents, as we, like you said, engage that, 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 that word is, I mean, active. So as we're engaging it, you almost have to become, again, you're not going to, like you said, you're not going to go to some theological seminary and become an expert in it. But I would say that, Hey, you know, that half hour you use watching whatever show you watch, probably be smart to turn that off and pick up a book about it. Um, and at least, you know, read through it to understand it a little bit yeah. because you're being, <laughs> like you said, if you think about it in perspective, I'm going to die and stand before God. And the question may legitimately be asked, Hey, how was that? Um, how was that HTV TV, uh, you know, remodel show? Was that worth, you know, your kid over here, not, you know, understanding sexuality? Cause you could have used that time reading about that a little bit from a Christian perspective and mm-hmm. you're going to go, hmm, okay. And then we wonder why our kids grow up and then they leave church and they say, you know, well, this is, I don't understand any of this. And it's because, you know, like you said, it was like, well, the Bible says so. Well, that's great guys, but that's not helpful. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's incredibly, I mean, you're, you're literally putting the bullet in the gun for them to shoot you with. Yeah. Um, and then complaining that they shot you. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, I, I, the, the reason I, reason I bring that up is because I, I, I think, um, that, so I, I think one of the battles that every parent deals with is, is what level of engagement, mm-hmm. right? Like, at, um, it's, it so, um, it, it's one thing you, you went to Disney. Okay. Your, your example, yeah. right. You went to Disney. Um, is it world or land in Florida? A uh, world. It's okay. confusing. I finally figured that out this yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. Disney world. You went to Disney world. Yeah. Um, which would be a horrific place, a, a terrible world to live in. Um, but you, you went, you went Small to animatronic animals everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you went to Disney world. Right. And, and uh, because of the culture and because Disney is, like it or not, right on board with every bit of it. And yeah. Even championing a lot of it um, from as much as they can with their power, which is immense in the culture. Um, uh, you're, you're naturally, you're in a situation where you're going to be surrounded by messaging, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what that looks like, there's propaganda all over the place. Right. Um, and so uh, you as a parent need to at least be educated enough to be able to combat that, right. To, mm-hmm. to, to talk to Haley and, 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 and the, the kids about that kind of thing. Um, I know I, some parents, the conviction would be that's there. We're not going. Yeah. And, exactly. and when the, and when the kids, and when the kids ask, why can't we blah, 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 blah then the message is, well, because this, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this, and you're still engaging with it. I mean, at the end of the day, um, and then, um, so at, at, at what level that's probably a parent to parent kind of decision, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. you know, you know, your skill set. you have your own convictions and, um, and it's good to stand by those convictions, but either way, uh, um, I think where I'm going with that is that the, the option, the, the engaging with it at some level is not an option. Yeah. Yeah, because because we are at war i mean for, for the the combat the boxing language it's 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 good language for this because it is a war it's 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 spiritual warfare right it basically is and has always been us against the world 
<laughs> I mean, that's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. um, and, and some eras and generations, um, the war has been a lot less, you know, intense in your face. Um, and some generations before us, Christians were being burned at the stake, right? I mean, so it, it has always been a cultural war and a theological war. And um, at, at its heart, a Romans won war against God, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, uh, but our, uh, your kids are going to engage in, in culture as Christians. They, they are. And, um, and I fear that if, um, if I don't take responsibility to be the, the person who's steering that ship for them at, at the age that they're at and, and even ongoing until I just till they need the wheel. Right. Um, it, if, if I'm not doing that as a parent, I'm asking for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just, because the world is too good at it. Satan is too good. He's too strategic. He's too good at what he does. He's called the deceiver on purpose. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so if I'm not, I, I think, I think there's a temptation for um, us as parents to just kind of ignore, you know, to like maybe not want to live in that reality or, or, you know, oh, that's, that's not good kids or whatever, but to never actually really tackle it. Yeah. Well, you know? or to live in one of two extremes, either ignore it entirely and pretend it's not there or ban everything and think that's right. right. Solve it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, and I totally get your point. Actually, I was thinking that before you even said it. I'm like, there's going to be somebody that watches this that's like, or listens to it that's like, well, just don't go then. Like, that's a solution. But like you said, here, here's the thing. I, I know that my kids are going to grow up one day and be shoved out into the world somewhere. And at that point, I'm going to have a lot less influence on them. I mean, mm -hmm. I, mean I, I have probably littler influence than I would like to believe even now um on them so the goal obviously is to prepare them for that at some point so i mean so when so there are certain like so for example there are shows that uh come on that i know that i can't necessarily control that like they they may not be on my house but they're going to be on at a friend's house okay um and there's only again so much i can control there you can i mean some of you that listen or watch maybe like we'll just ban everything i just I've seen the direction that goes to, and I don't find it to be incredibly helpful either. Cause then at that point you're either so bubbled up that you don't know how to interact with culture or um, you become like super legalistic and then shift so far to the other side. As soon as that happens too, I'm trying to maintain as much of a, like a balance as possible. We'll see how that works out for me. Um, but the idea being is that like, all right, I can't, I know you're going to see something like this eventually at some point right? You're not going to live in a bubble forever. So let's at least spar now. So when something is on television that contradicts it, then I can say, okay, well, what do we think about that then? Or I, the line I normally intro with is what do you think they're trying to teach you with that? And that's with watching cartoons or watching shows or watching reality shows. Because like you said, I mean, the propaganda is everywhere. So my idea is fine. Yeah, this is a cartoon, but what do you think they're teaching you when they show that dumb, stupid dad on television and the mom or the kids being the smartest ones in the room. What do you think they're trying to teach you? Because you might think it's a joke 
Like, oh, well, you know, dumb dad. And honestly, that was something me and Christina were talking about. She was like, I didn't notice it until you pointed it out that literally in every kid show, the dad is the dumbest person in the room. He can barely tie his shoes. He may be drooling some of the time. He's just not intelligent. Uh, he doesn't lead. And though you may not realize it, like that's true of all the TV shows we grew up with in the nineties. Yeah. So the idea is that now, right. The, the perception is, well, that's just some stupid bumbling moron. And I shouldn't expect much from him because nobody expects anything from any dad ever. Um, and even though it's that it's a small thing, the idea is I, I don't want to tell and I've told, I've told Haley this multiple times. I don't want to tell you how to think. I want to teach you how to think. Whether you agree with me or not at the end of the day, I, I obviously want you to, to go a certain direction. But at the end of the day, I just want you to process it. Because being told what to think versus being taught how to think, you're much more likely to rebel out in the world if you're like, well, dad was just, he just laid authority on me all the time. Um, and then, you know, you talk to a professor or a friend and they're like, yeah, but what about this? What about this direction? I mean, again, Satan in the garden, did God really say, and this idea of saying, look, I would rather get to you beforehand and say, well, what does that say then? What does that mean then? Way before Satan can put that in your ear and try to contradict what I'm saying. I want to put that seed in your head of how to think biblically about something. Yeah. So that when the opposition does come and say, well, did it really say you can go, well, I've already actually thought about that and I've already addressed it. And yes. Um, so <laughs> I would rather be the person to first ask that question to you in an environment that I know that is, is safe, that we can flesh that out a little bit. And that's why I have, I mean, frankly, this is why I have conversations with people that have deconstructed or that don't believe, or used to go to church and don't anymore. I want to have as many conversations with those people as possible to pick their brain so that I can come right back with that ammo and say, okay, Haley, what about this? So that I'm the first one in the room having this conversation with you, because it's clear that those people are going to have it with you later. So I'm going to take the very ammo that they have, bring it back to my shooting range, and we're going to fire this off to some practice rounds, and we're going to try to do something with this. Um, and again, I don't know how that'll turn out, but the whole point is I, I trust, I trust God that he can use those seeds in a beneficial way later that I hope I get to see. I may die and never see it, but my, my trust in the Lord is that he is able to use those things to, to his glory. Um, and I, I want to be the first person in the room asking those questions. Um, because they're going to be asked eventually anyway. That was a really long statement, but hopefully it was. Clear. No, I, it was really good. And I, I think, I think about in, engaging culture in general, right? So this is one of those things that um, really ties in with the last um, episode uh, as well. And that uh, I am to engage culture as a Christian mm -hmm. um, in whatever capacity God has given me to do that, whatever kind of platform I have for some people, all that is, is some dudes at work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so that might be as far as it ever goes. And that's perfectly fine. If that's what God has given you, if that's where he's thrown you, um, then that's, that's all well and good. Right. Um, uh, for others, it's, it's more broad, 
right? Maybe you have, um, you know, 270 friends on Facebook or whatever it is, right? Whatever your thing is. I realize that's an old person reference at this point in history. MySpace. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but if, you know, for some of you, the, the, the platform is a lot broader, right? Um, you're, you're always going to be uh, engaging culture not engaging culture is you engaging culture yeah. okay it, it's it's passively sending the same a message to your your children right or or whoever might be watching right this is this conversation is not just for the child child rearing people honestly yeah. um uh, all of you are influencing someone mm-hmm. um and um and how how you go about engaging culture is important right there there's a time and a place for all kinds of things and i think that and um as culture has looked different in different generations it it requires different types of and levels of engagement mm-hmm. um for instance if you want to um read uh someone engaging culture read the prophets mm-hmm. right i mean it doesn't get a lot harsher than that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they're, they're, not how they friendly, engage yeah, they're not friendly individuals. That's the reason people want to kill them. <laughs> right. They're, they're, they had, they had a message from God. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but nevertheless, it was not, it was not, listen, can, can, maybe let's just meet for coffee. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a time and a place for all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, Paul uh, was witty and smart and, and studied, uh, um, knew that there was that, uh, 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 unknown God, uh, in, in the culture. Uh, he, so he, he, he knew the culture enough to know how to preach the gospel to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes preaching the gospel to someone is saying, um, you know about hell, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, so, sometimes it is, it is, uh, necessary to engage culture with a stronger arm, right? I'm dealing with this right now um, uh, on on a very tiresome level um, with, let me be careful how much I say, yeah, but with, yeah. with our denomination um, and uh, some of the liberal kind of um, wokeness that is taking over the world it seems um and i i'm in a position that i i don't have much of a choice but to either engage in that or sit back and ignore that it's happening and put blinders on and my children are going to watch that whole thing either way they hear conversation and i i remember this as a kid when my dad was a uh uh, an elder or board member, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, uh, that, um, I mean, I, I overheard conversations, right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what they were talking about half the time, which is good. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, I, you overhear conversations as a kid. I talk with my wife about this bouncing things off of her. The kids overhear some of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So they hear me thinking through and, and engaging in culture in my own capacity. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, you, you, you don't have a choice. Um, as we talked about in the last episode, you are influencing your children by what you do. 
Yeah. And, and, and a big part of um, us as Christians is, is this engagement of culture? What does that look like? You can't go make disciples if you're not engaging culture. Oh no. Yeah. Can't do it. They're, they're, you know, yeah, they're linked. So yeah. um, Can't get away from it. Well, I think a good way to maybe tie this one up leading into next week's episode, as far as how the church, the church's responsibility in, um, child raising as well. But um, so if maybe you're listening to this or watching this and you're thinking, well, I don't know if I do this right now, how do I start? I would, my advice for what it's worth is to, to just do what you're doing already and then start recognizing the places you can interject those, those questions. Right. So the idea is, I mean, again, I, I just noticed, I didn't notice it until I had kids. Like, like you said, Rob, like when we were growing up, all the dads were done with television. I don't even remember picking that up uh, necessarily until I had a kid myself and I started watching. I mean, I was like, daddy, watch this show. So now I'm watching like 70 episodes of the same thing. And I'm sitting down and realizing like what's happening. And I mean, so just observing what, your family, what your kids are already digesting and then interjecting those questions. And if they're old enough, interjecting those questions into what do you think is happening here? Why do you think they're saying that? Or if they're young enough and you've, you're catching it, just switch it up, turn it on something else. I mean, there's, there's Christian alternatives if you want to go that way to television shows and things like that. Yeah, um, like Hallmark. Yeah. Well, Hallmark's not great either. I mean, no. <laughs> You watch some of those Hallmark shows, it's cut, yeah. copy and paste, but it's always like falling in love and sleeping with this person in this small town um, that used to apparently be either a florist, a baker, or a, law, or a lumberjack. So they all look the same though, so it doesn't matter. So yeah. the, the idea being though, like, like e- even addressing that, right? What does love look like? What is this? You know, I mean, there literally anything. You can start asking those questions to your kids because and here's the thing. Don't be surprised if they give you answers that you don't expect the way you react to that can be problematic right if all of a sudden it's like oh no we're shutting it all off we're canceling all this we can't be i mean because now they don't know where that knee-jerk reaction come from right why what is happening why are you freaking out like the way you interact with that again going back to last episode your example sets kind of a tone so then interacting that and explaining things and the why and what's happening and why it's happening and why you don't agree with this um, again, your words go a lot further and the way you live goes a lot further than just saying no and yes to certain things. Um, but that's what I would do. I, my advice to you is just start, just look around yeah. and say, okay, well, what's around me that maybe I've missed and how can I now start having those conversations with my kids if I haven't already done that? Because like, I'm t- <laughs> like, I can't say this enough. They already have opinions on these things, whether you like it or not. And don't be surprised if some of these opinions are different than yours. The idea here isn't for them to necessarily, obviously you want them to be Christ followers, but the idea is to give them the tools to figure that out themselves um, so that they can come to it in a way that's not, I just go to church because mom and dad go to church, or I just believe because mom and dad believe, but you've given them the tools to actually look at the Bible well, and you've given them lenses to view culture in a, in a way that, um, that is biblical. So anyway. Yeah. I, I really, um, and full disclosure, right. Like 
there's something that is terrifying to me when I think about that that possible moment someday when one of the boys says, I don't know if I believe that or not. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. That that is terrifying mm-hmm. to me. Um, because I I want so badly to be in control of that and to just say, <laughs> right? No, no, here's why you do believe that, right? Like here's why we believe that, right? Um, but at some point, you know, I, and, and I think that the, the reality of all of that is um, that uh, as, as, as parents, I, I do need and have a responsibility biblically to train up my child in the way he should go, mm-hmm. right? This is just what is expected. God gave me these little people for a purpose, right? Um, and, and so part of that is engaging in culture, training them as best I can. Right. And, and for some of you, that's, that's, that's what you can do. That's it. I I mean, you, you can't spend every waking moment of your life freaking out, trying to figure out the very best. Okay. How am I going to word this tomorrow in devotions? You know, like it, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, there's an element of our faith in God in which we just have to understand that he is God, mm-hmm. that he is sovereign, that, that providentially there are people that, that will actually influence my children more than me. Mm-hmm. And to pray and for I have no control over mm-hmm. who, that, who that is, yeah. what institution that is, what, whatever, right? <clears throat> but yeah, it, that it really, um, my, my heart for my kids is super heavy, um, for the, the time in, uh, in history that they've been born into and some of the really intellectual argumentation that's coming at them when they're older. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a time in history, like when we were kids, all it had to be just about was, well, the Bible says that, (laughs) you know, and it's become so sophisticated and, and, um, even how they're arguing against you, um, you know, can make you walk away going, well, I don't want to be called a racist, you know, like uh, it can, it can make it (laughs) like, well, what options do I have? I, you know, and you need to know the issues to be able to call that out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, pray, pray through it. I mean, it's a heavy thing yeah. to, to have the responsibility of a parent. For sure. And I think just, again, I know I've already said the end, but I will stop on this point. But one of the yeah. things I think the best thing to do as a parent, for me, I'm speaking from my experience, is that one of the probably the most difficult but most freeing things for me as a parent has been understanding or or as best I can understanding God's sovereignty over the whole situation because there is something in you as a parent that's like I want to control every bit of this like I want to make it to and I've talked to parents that are like like I like my job is to make sure they're saved that's not you you can't do that Mm -hmm. you're not going to do that um 
you can give them all the right tools. There's been people that I know that I, we probably know together that have been given all the right tools, but they aren't saved and they walked away from the faith, but they were given them. I mean, they were given everything that you would think they would need. Yep. Um, but one of the most freeing things for me is knowing that like, all right, so every morning during my prayer time, it's God put people in their path that I know nothing. I don't, I will never know that are going to speak about you that are going to influence them. Um, because again, like I said, I mean, maybe I'll see, I, I can plant seeds. That's all I can do. I can throw seed out all day long and I can hope um, that, well, not hope. I can have faith that God is going to do something with that. And the, the, the hard part is a parent, and this is where it's like really difficult, but really freeing. The hard part as a parent for me is realizing that I might not ever see that grow. Like I might die. And there's, there's parents that I know that have, that have sowed into their kids. And this is the benefit of being in church forever is that I've seen parents that have sowed into their kids have died with their kids, not being Christ followers. Mm -hmm. And then their kids as a result of a lot of situations that their parents could have never foreseen, but is an answer to their prayers get saved after they're dead. So they died thinking their kids are going to hell, but God in his providence and his sovereignty and his working things out the way he does saves them anyway, which is awesome because what that means is like in heaven that day, like surprise, surprise, grace upon grace to you. Here's your kid. And like, that is like difficult, but freeing at the same time. So, yeah. But anyway, there's that. Next week, we get to talk about how the whole church gets to come together and partake in this. Because if you've ever been to a baby dedication, <laughs> like that has something to do with you. I have a story about that, but I'll save it till next week. So, um, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So if you're good, you good? I'm good. I'm cool, good. guys. Well, hopefully that was helpful to you guys. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. Um, and we'll see if we can be of help next week too. Talk to you later. Repent and believe in the gospel. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)